Tennessee Titans talk. John, we're three Man. weeks from the NFL draft. Man, it's unreal. Here we are ready for the draft. You know, this time last year, of course, we were anticipating hosting the draft. Very excited. And it seemed like it couldn't couldn't come quick enough. But even for guys that love the NFL, love the Titans, love the draft like us, it's been such a crazy three weeks or so with everything going on that affects literally every person in this world pretty much. It's just, it's, it's a different offseason. It's a different lead up to the draft. I don't ever remember a time like this in my life. So I'm very interested to see how this is all going to kind of play out. We certainly hope everybody's doing okay. We know this is supposed to be a rough couple of weeks, but let's focus on the draft and keeping each other safe and socially distancing. And we'll try to entertain you and catch you up on what has happened in the last week or so with the Titans. Landon is fine. He is not with us today for technical issues, but we expect to have him back shortly and he'll be giving you the great analysis uh, on the draft and otherwise uh, that he always does. The big question when I talk to Titans fans, John, is when are we going to hear about Clowney? Do you have any theories and thoughts on what the holdup is? I know Landon said that he thinks it's that they can't agree on a doctor to give a physical, which I, I think is probably about right. I kind of agree. I mean, he's a guy with a, a really checkered medical history, so he's a guy that's going to need to be thoroughly checked out by any team and any specific medical staff. And I'm sure the Titans have a specific medical staff that they want to check him out for certain things, and that's not able to be done, let alone travel. So I think that's a big holdup to Clowney. I've heard and seen several reports that he has now lowered his asking price. And if anything, that maybe makes you throw up another red flag. And maybe there's something going on that isn't currently disclosed and might even require more of a metal check. With everybody being socially distanced and confined to their homes, and I'm getting a little antsy. So me personally, I want us to move on from Clowney and maybe sign a guy like Everson Griffin and, and Logan Ryan, maybe for the same cost as a Clowney. That might just be me getting a little bit antsy. Griffin has had issues that have been well documented with maybe his um, personal mental health. I don't really count that against him. He sought help, and I thought he was pretty courageous to to admit that. And he played well last year and consistently over his career. I think he'll be 32 when the 2020 season hopefully starts. So he's a little bit in age, but he has he has the body and the production that I think would pair well with we already have Vic Beasley coming aboard. I, I see what you're saying, and I hear – and read that name a lot. Titans fans bring him up a lot. I wonder if he is a consolation prize. He's waiting around for some reason. And yes, he's got his own sort of history and, and past, but I, I would think that there's multiple teams that are interested at him for the right price. And of course, Logan Ryan, the longer he waits, it'd be great if we saw what we could do in the draft and then he would wait around. But I don't think there's any question he's waiting to see if he has a chance to remain a Titan. Let's talk the other big news. Derrick Henry, of course. We've known that he was franchised, but he signed the tender offer. That doesn't mean he's going to report to camp when and if it starts or start the season with us. It does bode well for us, uh, $10.2 million. So on a one-year contract, that's a great value for a guy with his production and age. If you had a prediction, when do you think this extension gets signed? Does it get signed? Does he report to camp? Regardless of what happens with the extension or not, I think Henry's going to play. I think he's just he's got great character, and I think he's going to play this year regardless. Now, obviously, we all we all want him to work on a long-term deal with you know with the organization, the organization with him, and I think 
eventually that gets done. I think the ability to sign some key free agents or not might have a play in that. So if we miss out on Clowney, maybe it is you know, re-signing Logan Ryan and finding a different free agency pass rusher, maybe not Everson Griffin or maybe somebody a little cheaper, and then working on that extension with, with Derrick Henry. But overall, I think the extension gets done. I think he is too important to our team specifically to let him walk away or do this franchise dance again. So I, I think it gets done in time for the, the upcoming season, and he won't hold out. Yeah, I would just assume that he would. I, I, you guys remember when... We franchise him. I thought he's not he's not going to start the season with us. But who knows? I mean, like you said, the guy has special character and toughness. And this has been such a strange time. And with what Melvin Gordon signed for, maybe he's just going to take the money and play it out. I don't, I don't know. I know he knows his value and, and he wants more guaranteed money. But uh, at the end of the day, this guy is always going to have an income because he was a Heisman winner. And I know they're going to get while the getting's good, right? He has not made big-time money. And so that's an interesting one. But... I believe John Robinson when he says, hey, we're committed to getting a long-term deal done. So I'm going to take him at face value and, and hope that he does. Kamala Correa signed back with us. These guys that are depth pieces as pass rushers, they find homes. I know he had other offers. He comes back to us because he did improve and he did fit the scheme well. Our scheme may change a bit. I feel like he is only going to improve every Super Bowl winning team that doesn't have Tom Brady in the last 15 years or so had not just pass rushing, but pass rushing depth. So I, I think this is a, a good sign. Number one, like we talked about before, we're one of those teams now that the tiebreaker goes, hey, I want to be on a competitive team with a good culture. We got this guy back where he had options. Your thoughts on Correa? Yeah, I like him. And like you said, he, he progressed really well last season. I remember a few games, he had some not so great plays. And then immediately after they panned to the sideline and he's having conversations with Vrabel. And then that very next play comes through for a sack or a forced fumble or 10 or, you know, he finds a way to be disruptive. So I think that's a really good thing to see, especially with us not hiring an actual defensive coordinator right now, that he can take keys from Vrabel and actually follow them and become a better player. So I'm really excited we got him back. And like you kind of mentioned, the pass rushing depth, while we don't have a clowny or, a, you know, a top of the line edge rusher, the depth is so important, so important. Even the teams with those premier pass rushers, they need to have the depth as well. So I'm really excited that he's back and can't wait to see, you know, the, the mix of players that we're going to have and that we currently do have because we are a championship caliber team and you know we're building it that way the titans signed ty sambrello a guy i don't think most titans fans had heard of he had a few starts and played along the offensive line in, in, from an interior standpoint for the atlanta falcons john robinson just adding bodies right and uh, i remember in previous front office regimes i always thought we went into camp and the season's like wow what are we going to do if we have an injury i feel like robinson does a good job of just having guys that have nfl experience and making sure they're part of the field in the summer without a doubt i think this is our new our new dennis kelly that was a cheaper option <laughs> yeah so i mean he, he's a big dude he's he's able to, he's kind of that swing tackle guy he can probably play tackle and guard and i think yeah he's just great depth john robinson is keeping us balanced and giving us plenty of options if we do get into a situation where we have to put some other people into the lineup so i think it's a quality way under the radar signing the titans signed uh, former los angeles chargers specialty mace nick zubnar um He's a, a good-looking special teams player. We've played them before. They they do a good job on special teams. This is something the Titans will do. They will invest their roster spot on a good special teams player. It's just kind of how, how we play. It's part of our mentality. I'm just glad that we 
get these guys and that we put the importance in offensive line depth and special teams and things like that. It'll be really interesting to see how this guy kind of lines up for us. While we're talking about the Chargers, I feel like it's always time for me to bring up my one player that slipped through our fingers, Desmond <laughs> King. You know, we could have had him multiple times, but didn't. Just want to bring that up. Let everybody remember that that I remember <laughs> we were sitting there in Philadelphia and he could have come home with us, but he didn't. Just never want to throw that forget. out there. Never. Yeah, well, never you forget. You never forget the guy that slips. Yeah. And now he's an all pro. J-Rob, listen to me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A thing that's been on my mind that I think will be more of a story just based on what happened last year, John Robinson's constantly turning things over and looking for a match for this team based on their needs. It is April, and we have not signed a backup quarterback. Do you think that the front office and coaching staff has the confidence for Logan Woodside to be our backup next year, or do you think it's just a matter of music hasn't stopped on the quarterback musical chairs? There are Titans fans that put some basis in Logan Woodside's performance in the preseason last year. Do you have that kind of weight? Do you think, and we're going to see some guys get their chances as backups and starters along the NFL this season. Do you feel like Woodside could be a season-long backup in this league and for us in 2020? I don't see it. And now, obviously, I'm saying that, take it with a grain of salt, because none of us have really seen too much from Logan Woodside. So it could be anybody. But I personally think that they're going to look to draft somebody, 2020 draft, to be that backup and develop somebody under Tannehill. And that's going to be the quarterback of the future after Tannehill. So, I, I mean, I don't, as far as who that can be, it could be anybody from Jake Fromm to. Jalen Hurts, it could be one of these guys that we've never heard of. I think we look in the draft, and one guy that I've heard a lot about recently, not as obviously a top guy, but a solid guy that can play, Cole McDonald, the quarterback from Hawaii, so I think he might be an interesting prospect to sit on the bench and develop. That might be an option. There there are plenty of options in, in this quarterback draft if we're not looking at the top three quarterbacks. Logan Woodside has backup potential. I like his athleticism and toughness. I think when you're a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, it's tough to go with a guy, even if he has potential, that doesn't have the experience. There's a lot of experienced quarterbacks without a home right now. So my guess is, and of course it depends on who we sign and how much money we have, my guess is there is a veteran quarterback that would like to sit on our bench and wait for his opportunity to lead a good team. Of course, we used trade last year, so we'll see. I, I don't think the quarterback room is complete and it's a little premature to talk that but I kind of want it to be on Titans fans radar that that's something that's got to be filled or there's got to be a leap of faith I don't think it's absolutely unquestionable I don't think it's absolutely without merit that he could be the backup, but I do see us bringing in a veteran, ultimately. We were talking pre-show about the national conversation and some funny memes that you've seen. It seems to me, John, this is it's been a while since the Titans sort of come up in a national conversation without explanation. Maybe a joke here, a joke there. It's like, Derrick Henry, the playoff run, it's still in people's minds. It's fun to kind of bask in being part of the national vein, right? Oh, without a doubt. And meme that we were talking about recently, is many of you have probably seen I believe a sports center who actually tweeted it out but it was a picture of Derrick Henry and Aaron Donalds at fourth and inches who you got it's really fun that you know we're months away from football both here we are Derrick Henry pops up in a random conversation and it's fun to be socially relevant when the sport isn't going or when all sports aren't going and I know that the NFL has been airing a lot of their old games so I'm sure a lot of fans and you know even new fans or people who haven't who don't watch football traditionally they're probably getting a glimpse at Derrick Henry doing his thing throughout the playoffs and it it really was a thing to watch so it's it's fun it's a fun time to be a Titans fan 
in three weeks, we're going to see a, a very unique draft because uh, they're going to, it's the NFL. And from a production standpoint, they're going to make it work. I was watching um, something with my mother last night. I was visiting her and it was on CBS and it was uh, obviously no one can be anywhere. And they did like a, a country music association. They were going to do some kind of special or award show or something. They recorded these people in their homes digitally and they made it work. So we're going to see a better product than we think, right? And it's going to take some ingenuity, but we're talking about two of the biggest brands in the world are going to make sure this works, ESPN and the NFL. Yeah, I've heard a couple of different things about how they're going to do it. And even so over this past weekend, the WWE, they had their WrestleMania this weekend and they did it without fans, which is really weird. I don't know if you've ever gone to a professional wrestling match, but yes. I have. And oh, yeah. it's, I've been yeah, to I Raw, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't purchase WrestleMania or see anything from it, but I know they're doing it without, a, without an audience. So I can't imagine how awkward it would be for, you know, those entertainers, the wrestlers to be in the ring with nobody in for the longest time with The Undertaker and Stone Cold and Mankind. They kind of got off off on the audience and that kind of forced them to escalate to new heights and do crazier stunts so i'd be curious to see you know as i said i didn't watch it but or hear how it felt for the wrestlers um you know in that kind of an environment to your point with the with the draft i've heard a little bit that EA Sports was actually part of the conversation about bringing that virtual reality piece to life. I don't know in what aspects or if they were going to, you know, kind of help stream in some player entrances or or something along those lines. But like you said, there are a lot of big time partners connected to do the draft this year in a really unprecedented time for our country and for sports. So it'll be really interesting to see what they cook up. And, you know, for the longest time, we had planned on going to the draft. So our plans were altered. But really, again, you know, we're all super excited about it and can't wait for it. And regardless of what happens, this is our sport. This is our game. So we're going to support it. Big fella, let's talk our team needs now that and we haven't seen our free agency sort of totally complete, but we have a pretty good idea of what our needs Last year, we all knew we needed a right guard going in. So what did we mock? We mocked a lot of offensive linemen. And then we thought pass rusher too. Well, we didn't wind up taking a pass rusher in the first four or five rounds. Does that tell us uh, and show us that John Robinson is going to look for values? For instance, this year, it seems obvious that we need a right tackle of the future. If nothing else, somebody that can be the third tackle as as we've had the last few years. We're going to need somebody to replace Kelly if Kelly is going to move up and and be our starting right tackle this season or or even long term. That seems obvious, but I, I don't think that's necessarily penciled in at 29. Other teams do that. But I think John Robinson, like last year, well, Jeffrey Simmons, he couldn't pass him up. And then at 51, he couldn't pass up Brown. And he had a guy and probably guys that he liked later on. Do you think we'll see that? Everyone's penciling us in for a right tackle, a corner, you know, running back, just based on needs. And of course, an edge rusher, just because. And I think we're likely to see our first three rounds go to three of those four positions. We shouldn't hold our breath for an offensive tackle at 29, should we? Because I think of all the guys that'll be there at 29, I think he might like a guy just as well in the second or third round, just like he liked Nate Davis in the third round last year. I don't think John Robinson is afraid to do what he wants to do, and it has a pretty proven track record. He's going to be smart about it. He's going to take a position that he believes in and that the player kind of matches up with how he evaluates that position. So I don't really, I don't necessarily think that we have to go tackle or, you know, that glaring need that everybody identifies. It might be something off the wall that nobody's really thought about, but he's got a plan for it. And, you know, we've kind of seen teams do that 
mess with other teams and their boards and starts to run on another player and then before you know it you get a value pick where you weren't really expected to before so everything he does is really interesting and i'll be curious to see what he decides but i think some of those positions are the ones that you named are all of our higher needs what if he takes a receiver at 29 what if we trade out of it and we get extra second round picks i guarantee you john john robinson is not afraid to do what john robinson wants to do yeah we've seen him trade up you know multiple times in the first round twice in the first round and we've seen him like a guy and wait on it so i wouldn't be surprised that being said i do expect uh edge rusher corner especially tackle and even running back to be where we sort of hone in he has consistently gotten value in the fifth round and later so we expect one or two of the guys that he picks and i expect him to at least at some point get another pick in the fifth sixth seventh round you expect those guys to make the team and by the end of the season be a a contributor that used to be just very rare for us going to be really interesting those are our needs i think everybody knows that but like you said well if they know you're honing in on one position they can usually guess the player and then they can undercut you and make you look really bad like we saw happen to houston last year the smarter teams your philly new england's i think they take advantage of that but i think it's just really difficult to predict because picking at 29 there's a player that falls every year and i think we're in a position to take regardless of position at 29 if we're still there i think we take that best player and then we meet our needs uh, later on and one thing that a lot of fans are forgetting, I've seen some mention in some some fan pages, is we essentially get an extra drafted player this year with the return of DeAndre Walker. It's kind of like we get a, a get an extra guy, and he's got a little bit of a head start for whatever offseason program, or maybe he's got his head in his play in a playbook. But yeah, he's going to be another new guy to hit the field, and I think he could be impactful. So I think that'll be really interesting to see him come in with the rest of these rookies that we're about to bring in. Um, and it might, you know, he might be the he might be the edge rusher we need. You never know. There's a lot of talk about him coming from the team, and or there has been, and usually that's slip service or whatever, but they, they like him, and I, I could see him having a place on the team, but we'll have to see him. But he's definitely, as, as late as he went in the draft, he's got potential just physically, and uh, and he's got a bit of pedigree, went to Georgia. So, boy, that would be great because uh, just even if an extra fifth-round pick, that's something, especially with the track record of this front office. Yeah. Well, that's it for this Titan stock. We hope everybody stays safe. We'll be back with you soon. We'll be talking draft. Tighten up. Tighten up.